Yo fam, Coach Sam from Strong Gents Coaching, back again with another solo episode. Today we're talking everything related to pain. This episode is very near and dear to my heart because I suffer from chronic pain 24-7 and I've got a lot of good things to tell you guys in regards to how, how to deal with pain and a good mindset, a couple mindsets to have in regards to pain in life. Uh, but before we start, guys, if you could please leave a review. I'm trying to grow this podcast and reach as many men as possible to help as many men as possible. That is the goal here. And the number one way to grow a podcast and to reach more people is word of mouth. So if you can go ahead and leave a review and then share this with one or two of your friends, I'd be extremely grateful. Thank you so much. I uh, love you guys and I hope you appreciate the information. Always feel free to send an email to stronggenscoaching at gmail.com and give me some feedback, some advice, or any of your questions that you have so I can answer them here or address them here as well. So first things first, I have to warn you guys, I'm highly caffeinated at the moment. Now, here's my thing, right? Three months out of the year, I don't drink caffeine at all. I go cold turkey, I don't drink caffeine. Another three months out of the year, I overdose on caffeine. I drink so much caffeine to where I'm on the brink of an anxiety attack almost every single day. And then half the year, I'm moderate with my caffeine intake. Sometimes I have it, sometimes I don't, sometimes I have a lot, sometimes I have a little. The average is somewhere in the middle. And uh, so today you have me in a highly caffeinated state and I might be talking a little bit faster. I might skip on some words um, because my mouth is moving faster than my brain. So I do apologize in advance. Actually, no, I don't. I love this. I'm, I love, I, it's one of those sick things where, you know, I don't actually enjoy the feeling of that anxious feeling, but I freaking love it at the same time. It's, I don't know. I'm, I'm one of those weird caffeine addicts where I'm actually, I'm sensitive to caffeine. Like I can drink a small cup of coffee and be off the walls, but instead of drinking a small cup of coffee, I drink four cups of coffee and then um, I'm not off the walls. I'm just floating in the air. So bear with me. I might forget to breathe. I might pass out. I don't know if this podcast is going to last the entire time without me having a rant or two because of how much caffeine I've consumed. But we're going to jump right in, guys. We're talking physical, mental, and emotional pain today. Uh, we're going to start with the physical pain and how to deal with it throughout life. You know, all of us deal with physical pain. Now, for me, it's a little different. I deal with what's called chronic pain. And this is because I have a connective tissue disorder called Elhurst-Danlos syndrome. Now, if you don't know what that is, it's when your body has an issue processing collagen proteins and it leaves the structures of your body weaker and more prone to injury. So for example, to give you an analogy, your bones are connected by really strong duct tape, layer and layer after duct tape, right? So your lower leg bone is connected to your upper leg bone by a lot of strong duct tape. It keeps it pretty protected. My bones, my lower leg bone and my upper leg bone are connected by a few strands of masking tape. Not very protective. It kind of sucks, right? So that's the difference between my body and your body. And then when you consume collagen through the protein that you eat, your body knows where to put that and how to use it. When I consume protein, the collagens from that protein don't get processed correctly and my body's stupid and it probably just pees it out or doesn't utilize it and it causes a ton of problems. The main problems of Elhurst-Danlos syndrome is chronic pain and fatigue and then a thousand other things. But those are the two big ones and the reason is, is because our structures aren't supported very good. So we're more prone to strains, sprains, dislocations, tears, 
so on and so forth. Instability of the joints. So that happens to me all the time. I'm in constant chronic pain. I've been in constant chronic pain since I was about 20 to 21 years old, and it does not get better. So I want you to do a quick, here's a quick game we can play, right? Most of you guys listening have probably sprained an ankle or a wrist at some point in time in your life, at least 80% of you. If you haven't, then you've lived too sheltered of a life. I can't believe you've never sprained anything. But I want you to go back to the day in your head, think back to when you sprained an ankle. And I want you to think about the three weeks that followed that ankle sprain, how sore it was, how how much it was uh, it hurt to move, the burning, the stinging, the inflammation, the tingling that you got. And I want you to remember how you gingerly walked on it because it was an issue and it didn't have full range of motion. Now, picture that pain and that problem in every joint of your body every single day, 24-7, 365 days a year for the rest of your life until you die. That is what I experience. And uh, it's different pain levels in different parts of the body. Like my middle back from the base of my neck down to the beginning of my low back is on fire all day long, every single day. That's my worst spot. And then other things hurt hurt as well. My knees, my ankles, um, my wrists, elbows, all the joints for the most part. And then you also get some nerve pain as well. I have herniated discs in my neck, which cause a lot of nerve problems. I think I have one in my low back right now. I'm actually getting an MRI on that to confirm because I'm having leg issues. Um, it's just, it's a crappy, crappy thing to have. So um, it is what it is though, right? And because of this disease, I have learned a lot about pain, chronic pain, and how to deal with pain. And I want to help you guys because if I can get through life dealing with my chronic severe pain, like the pain level, guys, when I was younger, I didn't have this, right? It's one of these things where your body's so good at healing itself when you're young, you don't really notice this Elhurst-Danlos thing unless it's pretty bad um, in the beginning. You don't really notice it until you start to get older in life when your body stops repairing things as fast and structures stop growing, right? And you kind of evolve into your adult life. And then instead of things constantly healing, they just start to break down. And that's when Elhurst-Danlos syndrome really starts to play a role. And it did when I was about 18 years old, things started getting weird. And then when I was like 22, I was like, yo, something is messed up. And then I got diagnosed recently this past year. Um, and I'm like, yeah, wow. Well, that makes a lot of sense. So how do I deal with pain? And how can you guys deal with pain going forward in life. Well, first of all, it starts with establishing a strong mindset mindset around physical pain in general. Now, pain sucks. I get it. But a lot of people out there are big babies. They're soft. They're weak. And I want you to understand that a mindset switch you need to have is the fact that you shouldn't be asking, why do I have to deal with all this pain? This is annoying and play the victim role. And instead, understand that you're not the only one, okay? Pain in life is inevitable. We will experience physical pain all the time in life. We have a physical, biological body walking around in the planet and anything can happen. The fact that we can live until like 100 years old right now is insane because we've made the environment more safe for us to be in and we've limited the risk of injury. Back in the day, and we also have all these crazy like um, drugs and therapies and remedies now that we didn't have back in the day. Back in the day, you know, if your shelter, if it rained and your shelter fell on you while I was sleeping and it broke your the lower leg, you was dead, dog. There was no coming back from that. But now we have houses, we have we have uh, walkers, we got canes, we have a lot of things. You know, we have anti-inflammatory medications and painkillers, which I'll get to in a little bit. But we are we live a more comfortable life. 
So the pain now that we experience is actually less, but it's a good place to start to understand that no matter what, pain in life is inevitable. Injuries happen. Degeneration of your body happens. It's inevitable. So trying to fight that fact of life is going to make physical pain worse. You should start understanding that pain is inevitable. We can't escape it, but suffering from that pain is optional and I'm living proof of this. I experience pain every single day. For me, it is inevitable. That pain is bad. It sucks. It's there right now. I feel it. But suffering about that pain from that pain is optional. And I have suffered from this pain before in my past in my early 20s because I played the victim role. I asked why me? This is crazy. And um I let it get to me. I thought about it all the time, you know, because it was kind of a new sensation to me. And anytime there's a new sensation, it's always exaggerated in your brain because it's new, it's fresh. So it's a lot more, um, how I would say, it's a vibrant in the moment, right? So it's it's just it's just on fire, right? But as you learn to grow with the pain and understand that the pain is inevitable, it's your option to make it cause suffering in your life or not. You can choose to let the pain control you and dictate your actions and outcomes in life or not. And a lot of the suffering that we experience in life is us changing the way we, it's it's our perspective of the things laid out in front of us that we cause our own suffering most of the time. And sometimes that revolves around pain. For example, I train a lot of clients. I've been a personal trainer for 11 years now. When I have someone who sustains an injury, like let's say they fell down the stairs at their house, you know, at a party one night, and then their knee blows up. And for the next three weeks, all I hear is them complaining about the knee pain and that now they can't go for their walks and now they can't get off the couch and now they can't eat their healthy food because their knee is causing them a problem. When this is just an excuse, you're letting the pain of an injury cause more suffering in life. You're just not finding a way to work around the pain and continue to do what you need to do. You're letting the pain control you, which is causing suffering because you're not doing what you actually want to do. And I've done that before in the past as well. What you need to understand, which is a good place to start, is that pain is inevitable. You will experience it so that when pain does happen, you understand already that this is a natural occurrence in life, but the suffering that comes with the pain is optional. Now, am I telling you to ignore the pain when it first happens right away? No. If an injury happens, it's going to be painful. It's going to suck. You can sulk in your misery for about a week or two, but after that, you got to understand that it's your choice now to continue the suffering or to learn how to work with the circumstances you've been given. In this case, it's pain and overcome it. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense for you guys. I'm going to take a quick breath, okay, and a sip of my coffee because I don't think I breathed for like five minutes there. Dang. Oh, again, guys, if you can um, leave a review, I would gla- greatly appreciate that uh, because I do want to grow this podcast uh, word of mouth. I don't sell you guys anything. Like This is all just free information because I love what I do and I want to impact the world in a positive way before I die, and uh, especially for men because uh, I struggled as a, a man trying to find his way in my early 20s, and uh, I feel like I'm put on this earth to give you guys some information to apply it to your life and see a positive outcome. So please um, share this stuff with everybody, you know, all the men that, you know, and leave a review. Thanks. I appreciate it. Um, so on to the next pain is also a form of information. 
okay? It tells us about things that may be going wrong in our body and in our minds, okay? So if we're experiencing some type of stomach pain, right? Um, I'm just going to use that as an example. Uh, that pain can, can give us an idea of maybe we're not eating foods that support our body. And if we keep ignoring that problem, ignoring that pain signal, then we could end up with, you know, irritable bowel syndrome, let's just say, you know, just digestive problems in general. I'm just using IBS as, you know, an umbrella term for stomach problems. So the pain was a signal to tell us, whoa, man, something's going on. Now, pain can be a teacher in this aspect. Same thing goes for physical training, right? For example, if you're lifting weights and your shoulder starts hurting, you know, that might be a sign that, hey, maybe the weight is too heavy, it's putting too much stress on the joint, or hey, maybe we're moving the weight in a way that our body isn't supporting right now because we don't have the range of motion. Or hey, maybe we slept on our shoulder in a weird position on a couch at our in-law's house, and then we went and we tried to max out on bench press, and we weren't feeling good to begin with, and we just blew out our shoulder. Hey, dude, give it a rest. So pain can be a teacher, and then you learn, you learn on the next session on the way in, you know, oh, flat bench hurt last week, incline bench on my shoulder didn't hurt this week. Maybe I need to work on the range of motion I have laying down flat on my back. You know, just off the top of my head, I'm giving you guys quick scenarios, right? So pain can be a teacher. And for example, like I'll give you an example. Um, I love golf. I started playing golf about two and a half years ago. But because of my shitty uh, connective tissue disorder, Golf hurts a lot because it's a very power-driven sport. There's a lot of torque involved and a lot of quick movements, and it's an awkward movement. It's not a natural movement, the golf swing. So I've had a lot of problems stem from the golf swing in general. My mid-back hurts more than it ever has, and I attribute that to playing golf. Um, my ankles hurt, and I attribute that to the torque that is placed on them in the golfing swing. Uh, but it's been a teacher. So I have adjusted my swing. I now open my front foot. Um, I now try not to swing as hard, although on the driver that is hard to do, because I love golf. So the pain was teaching me, hey, dude, you can't be doing this, but I have been trying to learn how to work with the pain so it's not as painful and I can try and correct it in the future. So pain is a teacher. Also, there's other forms of like physical pain um, that are teachers as well. For example, say you are beginning to have hip pain, right? And you're someone who's been sitting at a desk for 20 years at an office job. And you go to you know, the doctor, and he's like, let's get an x-ray. And it looks like you got a little bit of arthritis in there. Well, pain was the catalyst to you finding that out. Now you got an option. What are you going to do? Continue to sit in pain and suffer? Or are you going to learn how to move a little bit, gain some strength around that hip joint so you can reduce the pain on basic movements and gain more function back in life? You know, again, the pain is inevitable, the suffering part is optional. So pain is a teacher. It teaches you about things. It's a signal to tell you something's wrong. And it also is a signal to tell you to, hey, maybe let's do things this way. Now, for me, because I have chronic pain, it's not so much like a correction. Like I can't make a correction. Some of you out there can make a correction. Your hip hurts. You've been sitting down for 20 years. We start exercising properly and moving more, stretching, massage, so on and so forth. You're going to see some results. That pain might go away. I've had that go. I've had that success with clients time and time again. People come to me with low back pain. It hurts so bad they can't get up from a chair. 
six months later, 12 months later, they're deadlifting 200 pounds off the floor. They're laying down with their kids, getting up with no problem. It's a that type of pain is a signal t- telling you, you know, something's weak, something's not right. We need to get stronger, so on and so forth. There's different types of pain. Mine is chronic pain because ligaments in my body have torn completely or partially, and that causes inflammation and it hurts. Inflammation and arthritis in the joints, right? And it hurts a lot. I deal with that by ignoring it. Um, I actually try to ignore my pain as much as possible. I found that when I would focus on my pain and give it attention, it would be way worse. So much worse. Like I can't even explain. Like My pain went from a 12 on a scale of 10 to like a 5 on a scale of 10 just from where my attention is placed. Okay, so I think another way to help deal with pain if you're currently experiencing pain is to distract your mind. Because if you can distract your mind, it takes that signal away at least a little bit from the area of pain in general. Now, it's always going to be there. I know it's always going to be there because I deal with it myself, but it's not as strong. And that is super important. So the number one thing I did was I started working more. And I started reading more and just walking more and moving more and distracting myself and doing things. Even if I was in a little bit of pain, I'd still do something because I'd rather be doing something and and have my mind distracted than be sitting and sulking in pain. Okay, so for me, right, like I don't take any painkillers. I refuse to take painkillers. Now, there's a few reasons why. I'll tell you why. Because in my earlier 20s, they prescribed me painkillers and muscle relaxers when I was like 21 years old, right? And so I went on a binge where I was taking painkillers and muscle relaxers, and then I was drinking heavily on them too. But I had the experience of painkillers and muscle relaxers, and I didn't like it. And the reason I didn't like it was because it totally took the pain away for a period of time. But the problem is when the drugs wore off, the pain came back, and the pain came back 100 times worse. And so I couldn't distract myself from the pain because the pain was so much so strong. So the only time I'll take a painkiller is like on a really long car ride, a flight, or you know if I really had like a bad injury or something, I might take a painkiller. But I don't take them every day. People take them every day and they don't even need them. People take painkillers because they have some aches and pains. Like, God dang, man, people are getting so soft. They're weak. You know, they're just, they're they're, they're not tough enough. And it bothers me that people just pop painkillers because they got a little backache or their knee's a little achy. Like, suck it up, dog. It's part of life. Pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. The problem with the painkillers is that you're ignoring the pain. And this is a problem in today's world. People don't just ignore physical pain. They ignore mental and emotional pain as well, right? So say you're struggling with sadness. You're frustrated. You're mentally you're mentally in a tornado. You don't know what's going on. Life is challenging you right now. You're in the middle of a challenge. And what do you do? You go to a doctor or a psychiatrist because, or a psychologist because you're like, yo, this person's supposed to heal me, right? Oh, just a news, uh, news flash for you guys. They don't heal anything. Anybody, that's not their job. People don't heal you. You heal the. You heal your. I told you the caffeine was gonna mix up my words. You heal yourself by taking action on the information that's given from you from either a therapist, a book, so on and so forth, or life experience. They don't heal you, but you go to them and you explain that you're in so much pain, turmoil, suffering, so on and so forth. And what do they do? They give you a, a drug that blocks out the pain, suffering, turmoil, so on and so forth. So you don't actually learn how to overcome those difficulties in life. And then if you come off that drug, you're smacked in the face with the same problem again, and your pain, suffering, and turmoil is escalated even higher than it was when you first started because you haven't experienced it in so long. So am I saying that those those drugs are, are useless or bad? No, not at all. They play a huge part in people's lives. I think if society makes a tool and it works, you should try it and give it a shot. I just think they're overprescribed and overused. Uh, But that's a conversation for a different time. Again, I'm not saying those drugs are bad. They're a great intervention for some people. Some people should be on them right away. But I don't think 
everybody should go and use, for example, like antidepressants or anti-anxiety medication right away without addressing the root problem. If you don't learn how to address that pain and suffering at least a little bit, at least 50%, you're, you're never going to be able to to overcome them and become the person you're supposed to be in life. That's just my opinion. I know that because I lived that. Um, and in terms of painkillers, also physical painkillers, right? I'm not a fan of people using them every day. And I know people use them every day because I've trained hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people over the past 11 years as a personal trainer, which is a we, which you know is a activity where we break people down physically in order to build them back up. And a lot of people are not strong enough to deal with basic ache, pains, and soreness, and they blind it with painkillers. And it's annoying to me because pain is part of the beauty of growing as an individual. Like you need pain to grow as an individual. Actually, hold on a second. We're going to, because this is just bringing up uh, a paragraph from a book. Hold on. Let me grab it. Okay. Actually, I know I have it marked in here somewhere. Okay. Okay, so this is this is an eclectic book, right? It's called The Road Less Travel, but it's absolutely phenomenal, and it gives you a bunch of different perspectives in life, uh, some perspectives that you will never encounter anywhere else except for in this book. So I encourage you to read it, The Road Less Traveled by Scott Peck, okay? Here's a segment of this book that totally relates to what we're talking about right now. Um, okay, here we go. So if your goal is to avoid pain and escape suffering, I would not advise you to seek higher levels of consciousness or spiritual evolution. First, you cannot achieve them without suffering. And second, insofar as you do achieve them, you are likely to be called on to serve in ways more painful to you, or at least demanding of you, than you can now imagine. Why desire to evolve at all, you may ask. If you ask this question, perhaps you do not know enough of joy. Perhaps you may find the answer in the remainder of this book. Perhaps you will not. So what he's saying, guys, right now is if is if you're trying to become a better person to yourself, but you're trying to avoid the pain and suffering that comes with those challenges, you're never going to get there. You're never going to get there. And that that goes for like changing your body because I'm a personal trainer, right? So that goes for changing your body also. Like if, if you're afraid of a little bit of pain, aches and pains and the suffering that comes with having to wake up a little bit earlier to go for a walk or get a training session in or the pain and suffering that comes from discarding your favorite foods and having to eat a little bit more of a strict diet and be hungry sometimes in order to lose some body fat to get healthier and gain more confidence and change who you are. If, you're, if you avoid all that pain and suffering all the time, you're never gonna get to where you wanna be, ever. You have to be willing to sacrifice a little bit of joy in order to grow as an individual because what comes from the pain and suffering of new challenges is growth. It's the only way to growth. Another little line here. One measure and perhaps the best measure of a person's greatness is the capacity they have for suffering. Now, again, he's using suffering, I'm using pain. He's talking about suffering, I believe, in the in the relationship that it is pain. I think he's saying suffering is pain. Now, my view is pain is the feeling we have. Suffering is the mental anguish we experience if we get engulfed in that pain, right? Um, so I'm a little bit off track here. I understand that. I know I was talking about the painkiller, so let's go back to that. But my point is the reason I don't take painkillers is because it, it blocks out the pain for a period of time. And then when I'm off the painkillers, the pain comes back 100,000 times. So I like to work with my pain. I only take the painkillers in specific times when I really need them. Again, in the car or on the plane. Am I telling you not to take them? No. I'm just telling you stop being a baby and learn to toughen up a little bit and understand that pain is inevitable. And just because you have a little ache and pain here and there does not mean you should try and escape it. Okay? Chronic pain is a little different. If you hurt your shoulder in the gym and it keeps getting worse, 
go get it checked out. We do know the difference. Pain teaches us, there's different types of pain. It teaches us the difference between something that's severe and something that's mild. And we all know this, okay? If you break your leg, you're going to be like, oh, Jesus Christ, something's wrong, right? If someone came over and kicked you in the leg, you're going to be like, damn, that hurts, but I know I'm going to be okay. Now, here's a, a kind of a sick mindset that I have, right? And I've developed this through having to live with pain. I, like I said earlier, I used to let pain consume me, right? And it ruined my life. Like I was on the verge of suicide. I didn't want to live anymore because I was just engulfed in my pain and the suffering that it caused me. Um, and again, I always reiterate that I don't take that lightly. I did not want to be here anymore. I know that feeling. But I have changed from, you know, having, why do I have to deal with so much pain? Oh my God, this pain is causing so much suffering. I don't want to live anymore. I've changed my mindset to how much pain can I take in this life before I die and keep going? How much can I withstand? And I wish more people would have this mindset, would adopt this mindset. How much crap can you take in life and keep moving forward? Because I feel like when you reach your deathbed, having gone through more crap in life, having dealt with, overcome more pain, and we're still able to experience joy I think that is glorious. I think that is so much more noble and honorable and amazing in this life that we have than making an easy way to your deathbed. I'd rather reach my deathbed bruised up, battered, you know, just looking like garbage because I've been put through so many challenges and be able to say that, damn, I lived a hard, tough life. I experienced a lot. And I still made it through, baby. And I still experienced all the joy that came along with that pain. I think that's freaking glorious. You might think that's sick, but it helps me live with my pain. It's a challenge to me now. How far can I get while dealing with all this pain? How much can I do while dealing with all this pain? And that's that's more like I'm, I'm talking life or you know, like living my whole life here. But in terms of like challenges in general, like physical challenges, right? Like for example, marathon runners, ultra marathon runners, which I was, uh, I'd have done ultra marathons and marathons, um, even powerlifting, right? It's how much pain can you withstand before you give up? That's basically an ultra marathon, like, or, or before your body runs out of resources to keep it going. But if you're properly fueling yourself, it comes down to pain. How much pain can you withstand before you give up? And I was willing to freaking die before I gave up. I swear, I didn't care how much it hurt. I was willing to freaking die before I gave up. That's how That's how much pain I was willing to suffer. I, it, I blocked it out. Like when I did my, my ultra marathon, 50 miles, I ran a half mile loop 100 times in 10 hours and 48 minutes. When I did that, the pain I was having was excruciating. I just blocked it out. I didn't care. I was like, I'm finishing this 50 miles. And it was worth it. Every minute of pain, because I can say I did 50 miles when I when I'm laying on my deathbed, I'd be like, yeah, I did 50 miles, right? Same thing for powerlifting, right? Like, how much physical pain can I withstand? Now, not in terms of injury, but like powerlifting is hard. It's strenuous. Like your every muscle fiber in your body is contracting. It burns. It's pressure. It's a lot of hard work. And um, but I would like how much how much energy can I exert to lift this weight off the ground? until I fail. And I, I had the mindset where I was like, there's no amount of weight on this earth that I couldn't lift. Now, obviously that's false, but that's just the mindset that I went in with that. And I approached that with bodybuilding as well. Like people, 
People who want to build muscle don't understand that there's pain involved with building muscle. You are forcing the muscle to do something it doesn't want to do. You're destroying the muscle tissue itself, right? So how much pain can you put on a muscle before you give up? That's when you see the best results in bodybuilding. You are literally trying to put, the way you build the most amount of muscle is by putting a muscle at a dis, at the most disadvantage, right? So you're putting in a position and using a weight that gives the muscle the most disadvantage in terms of the contraction that it needs to perform. And then you do it over and over and over and over again until it's screaming, that muscle is burning. You're tearing up the muscle, right? How much pain can you withstand before that muscle gives up? You're gonna build the most amount of muscle, okay? Um, now, some people argue that and say like, oh no, that's gonna lead to overtraining and all that stuff, but yeah, I don't wanna hear it, okay? I don't wanna hear it. We can talk about, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about pain in general. And if you could withstand a little bit more pain in certain situations, you will have a more joyous outcome. That's how I view it. Because if I don't view it that way, if I'm like, oh my God, this is so painful, it sucks. You're, it sucks. You're suffering. None of that stuff is enjoyable anymore. The working out's not enjoyable anymore. Life's not enjoyable anymore. So just a change in mindset. Um, I know that might be a little intense for some people, but that's just how I feel. And, uh, that's kind of my take on physical pain, guys, is uh, pain is inevitable, suffering is optional. You know, pain is a teacher. It can teach you different things about you and your body in general. Um, the reason I don't take painkillers is because uh, it distracts me from the pain itself too much to the point where when I'm off the painkillers, the pain is way worse, right? And then I distract myself from my pain by engaging in things that are stimulating, like work, reading, projects, going out and enjoying time with my friends, so on and so forth. Um, so I'd rather you distract your pain by engaging in something mentally stimulating than throwing a painkiller in all the time, right? Only use it when it's necessary. Um, and then also, you can address your physical pain. Like I was saying, pain is the teacher. If your shoulder hurts, why does it hurt? What position does it hurt in? Can we, can we do other movements to support that and maybe the pain goes away? Who knows? I don't know you right now. Um, and then your mindset, right? Like how much pain can you withstand? You know, that's instead of like, oh my God, I'm in so much pain. It's how much pain can I withstand and keep succeeding in life? Now, does that mean search for pain? No, no. And that doesn't mean that you, that if you have pain, you should totally ignore it. That means that you understand it's there, but you're not going to let it stop you from living your life, right? You're not going to let it stop you from achieving your goals. And if you do start to experience chronic pain, go see somebody, right? Go see somebody, get it figured out because it could be something serious. Like you could have a serious problem that, so go Get your ducks in a line, check off the boxes, and see if there's a solution for you. Because if you cannot live in pain, you should not have to live in pain. But unfortunately for a lot of us, it's just inevitable. It's something that we have to do. Now, in terms of mental and emotional pain, um, this happens. Okay, so like a breakup happens. God damn, is that, is that a stress, right? You lose your job. God dang it, that's stressful, right? So the mental and emotional pain does happen as well. Now, I'm not going to go too in-depth about the... The mental and emotional pain right now. This podcast was more about physical pain in general, but a good way to go about that because I've had so many, so much of that in my life is is really it's an old adage. I don't know. I forget which religion it's from. It might be from Christianity or well, I don't freaking know. There's it's probably said so many different ways in every religion, every book possible. But this too shall pass. Just remember that this too shall pass because it's true. Like you're experiencing this mental anguish and turmoil. Um, but it's most likely because it's because the person you are now doesn't know how to deal with it and overcome it. You haven't learned the tools. You don't have the tools. You haven't learned the skill sets necessary to overcome it. And you will learn them with time going through the painful situation that you're in. And there's a couple things that help this process along. 
like going to therapy or talking to a friend. Because then you get to sort out your thoughts and you can get different perspectives and you can try and solve the problem that you're dealing with so you can reduce the pain that's associated with the problem in general and then the suffering is less as well. So talk therapy is absolutely fantastic. Find somebody you trust. I wouldn't really go to a friend. It's an option to start with if you have nobody else. But I would go to somebody outside your circle because they're going to give you a real good perspective. Sometimes your friends just tell you what you want to hear, not what you need to hear. Um, but this is a way of dealing with mental and emotional pain and anguish is by going to somebody to get some different perspectives. So talk therapy is great. Everybody should use a counselor. And just understanding this is kind of similar to the idea of this too shall pass. You know, this is something I have tattooed on my body because this is my freaking life. And it's so true. I, I, it, it's me. It is me. It's what I've lived through, right? So life happens in seasons of death and rebirth. I have died. Um, not physically, obviously, I'm talking to you guys, but spiritually, I've died multiple times in my lifetime already, and I will continue to do so. And then a rebirth happens. But there is pain associated with dying off one of your previous selves. Um, and this happens when, for example, you were in a relationship, for, a relationship for a really long time, you become a person in that relationship, you have an identity in that relationship, and then it breaks off and now you are no longer that person, you don't know who you are, you have to establish a new identity, you have to have new habits and a new way of living. And that causes a lot of pain because there's a lot of resistance associated with the new stuff that you're doing. So it causes a lot of pain and turmoil. But if you have the understanding that life happens in seasons of death and rebirth, you can remind yourself that you going through that is a season. It's a season of death. It's a season of spiritual death and emotional death in which you have to work through in order to be reborn as a new version of yourself who is more equipped to handle that issue and has, has learned the skill sets to handle that issue. So when that may happen in the future again, it won't be as intense of a process because you have learned from that. But some people stay in that the whole time. They don't learn from it. They refuse to let themselves die off. Now, again, we're not talking physically. We're talking spiritually and mentally um, because they're afraid to let go of these egos or these masks that they're wearing in life. For me, I've had to have multiple transformations, and it's always hard letting go. But when you do let go, you realize how much life has to offer on the other side of that mask that you were wearing because a lot of time those masks and those egos that we hold up hold us back. They hold us back from experiencing more joy in life because we're so stuck and where we are. We can't see the bigger picture. So I, I really urge you to understand that life happens in seasons of death and rebirth. You will not be the same person you are now five years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now. You are not the same person you were five years, 10 years, or 15 years ago. And if you are, that means you're not allowing life you're not, you're not living life in a way that's allowing you to grow. You're just doing the same stuff all the time, all the time, all the time. You're not growing. Some people do that. I know I know 60-year-old little 16-year-old boys. And what I mean is that they're 60-year-old men, but they still think and act like they're 16-year-old boys, and it's terrible. Same thing with women. They just never outgrow these things. They constantly are doing the same thing, and they refuse to change themselves when something in their happen life happens where they should be changing. So don't be afraid of of growth as a human being. You should strive to grow. You should strive to overcome things in life and become a better person. And one of the best ways to become the best person you can be is through pain and suffering and learning how to overcome it and gaining the skill sets through experiencing the pain and suffering so that when something similar happens in the future, it's not as detrimental to you. Remember, this too shall pass. Life happens in seasons of death and rebirth. Wow. Oh, man, that's really all I got for you guys. Um, you know, uh, just one last tidbit is the fact that like pain really does help us grow. And sometimes it's hard to see that. 
But for example, if you deal with a breakup, you know, you love someone so much, you're with them for five years, and then you, they end up breaking up with you, that's going to leave you in pain and turmoil. Like I've been there before, right? But eventually, Father Time heals all. This too shall pass. Life happens in seasons of death and rebirth. You start to become a new person from your experience dealing with that breakup. And then you enter into a new relationship. And hopefully with what you've learned through the past relationship, you have more to offer. And you're a better partner because of that. For example, also pain helps us grow in terms of strength training, right? Strength training is hard. It physically hurts. It hurts too. There's a burn associated with it. There's an exhaustion associated with it. Um, but strength training helps us build muscle and get stronger. The stronger we are and the more functional our bodies are, the better and more durable life is going to be for the long term. Not only this, the more confident we're going to be and the better we're going to be mentally from the body that we're building. And this all came through self-suffering, putting yourself through pain purposely to achieve a good outcome. And also mentally is the same thing, right? If you want to learn, if you want to become smarter and more intelligent, what do you do? You go to school, right? School is challenging. They're going to test your brain. There's pain and strain associated with studying and learning new skills and learning new things and having to program your mind in a certain way. You ever get a headache from studying for so long? It's because it's painful. It's hard to remember things. It's hard to teach yourself stuff. But by doing so, by going through that temporary pain and suffering, you see growth because of that. You get smarter and more intelligent because of that. So guys, don't shy away from pain in life. If you're in a lot of pain, I'm not telling you to totally ignore it. Go get it checked out. But pain is inevitable, guys. We're going to deal with it. So if we're going to have to deal with it, let's not try and get rid of it. Let's learn to work with it because we're going to have to deal with it forever. Guys, don't forget, we do run a coaching program, Strong Gents Coaching. If you're interested in what we have to offer, just send us an email at stronggentscoaching at gmail.com and we'll get back to you right away. The motto here, guys, is train your life to change your life. I truly believe we can change. I truly believe we can train small aspects of our life every single day in order to create a grand change in the future. Um, if you have any questions, email us at stronggentscoaching at gmail.com and I'll talk to you next time. Thanks guys. Peace.